Hello and welcome to Crypto CFOs. My name is Taylor Zork, and today we're going to be talking about exchange wallets and hot wallets. So exchange wallets are funds held on centralized exchanges. And if a taxpayer purchases crypto on an exchange like Coinbase or Kraken, then these assets are held in the wallet of the exchange. So we talked about this on the last discussion, but there's a common saying in the crypto world where if it's not, if you don't hold the keys, you don't hold the coins. So not your keys, not your coins. And what this alludes to is the fact that if an exchange goes down and they haven't, and they haven't, or if they get hacked, if their security measures aren't up to aren't up to par, if they over leverage themselves or are not doing very great business practices and are just being irresponsible with the money, like in the case of FTX, your funds are directly at risk. And we've seen that throughout 2022 on numerous occasions. So this is what we mean by not your keys, not your coins. If your funds are held in an exchange wallet, they're not really yours. So these wallets can be useful for like ultra convenience, I would say, because you don't have to go through the process of setting up a non-custodial wallet. So they really should be only used for small funds. This would be like the equivalent of the wallet in your pocket, right? You don't want to have too much funds there. If you're actively trading on these exchanges and you're you're a trader and this is part of what you do, it might make sense to have you know some some portion of your funds on the exchange. But know that any any funds on an exchange are constantly at risk. So exchange wallets are kind of like the the level zero wallet. And the next step up, which is a pretty significant step up because it becomes non-custodial now, is a hot wallet. So hot wallets are wallets with user interfaces, kind of like MetaMask or MyEtherWallet um, for the Ethereum network, where you generate a wallet and you have a private key associated with your user interface. And you can generate new private keys within that wallet as well. Um, and they are secured by whatever security systems you put in place. So if you have a password protector, sorry, a password manager, and you have a complex password that you want to use, um, if you have two-factor authentication for your devices, these are some additional security features you can add in to protect your own system. But the fact of the matter is, is that hot wallets are still connected to the internet because they generally come in the form of a web browser or a plugin or things like that. Um, sorry, a web tool or, or a browser plugin. So they are susceptible to hacks in the same way that anything on your computer is, right? So hot wallets are kind of like the step up from, from exchange wallets in, in the fact that they are non-custodial. You, you custody your tokens but they still have a lot of drawbacks. So I think of both exchange wallets and hot wallets as kind of like the, the, the wallet you carry around in your pocket with hot wallets being more secure than exchange wallets just due to the nature that you actually hold your keys. Now, we'll get into cold storage wallets and multi-sig wallets and enterprise custody solutions in the next calls, in the next discussions, but there is something to be said about having a hot wallet where, for example, here in Costa Rica, we have all, almost all of the restaurants in our area except Bitcoin, almost all of the vendors at the farmer's markets except Bitcoin. So 
if I was to go around and try to use a cold storage wallet, I'd need to have my wallet, my, my laptop, I'd have to open it up, I'd have to process the payment and then accept the payment on my device, my physical device. So it's a, it's a cumbersome task. So hot wallets are great for everyday use for walking around. Now, hey, I want to pay this person. Either you scan their QR code and you pay them immediately or what have you. So hot wallets really do have a place. Uh, however, again, they should be used for small amounts of funds that you're, not that you want to lose any amount of funds, but these are more at risk than some of the other solutions. So just a quick and dirty explanation about these two types of wallets. Um, if you have additional questions on these, please re reach out, I'm happy to answer them. So next time we'll talk about cold storage, multi-sig and enterprise custody solutions. See you next time, take care.